0: I want to preach to you today about the power of running with the vision. And I feel like that before this service is over, if you're here today and and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you've never been infilled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in a new tongue, that today is your day. There's something here greater for you. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, the only saving name, today is the day for you to be baptized in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And, and to go one more into that, if you're here today and you've been doing this for a little while, I feel like God has something for everybody that is here today. So I just want to be what all God wants me to be. And let's see what he wants to do in this place. Everybody say, amen. Amen. Habakkuk chapter two, verse number one. The Bible says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, everybody say this, write the vision. Make it plain upon tables and say this with me that he may run that readeth it for the vision is yet for an appointed time but at the end it shall speak and not lie though it tarry wait for it because it will surely come it will not tarry i want to focus on verse number two and the lord answered me and said write the vision make it plain that he may run singular that readeth plural I want to talk to you today preach to you today on this subject the watchman and his word the watchman and his word would you set your bibles down one more time would you lift your hands and ask that the perfect will of god would be done in this service today lord i love you give you all the glory all the praise and all the honor anoint this vessel from the top of my head to the soles of my feet god that every word that would proceed out of my mouth would be anointed and ordained by you Jesus put your word in my mouth untainted and unfettered by flesh god i pray that there would be a freeing of the holy ghost that would enter into this place god lord that there would be some answered prayers that would walk into this sanctuary today lord as you have so spoken into my spirit god now let me speak to your people lord lord i pray god that visions would come to pass in this service today lord that strength would come to people today that have been running with the vision lord i believe that you are going to do exceeding abundantly and above all that i could ask or think according to the power that worketh in us lord give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor if you're excited about what god's going to do before you're seated would you just clap your hands and would you rejoice here today Amen, amen. High five your neighbor and say, God can. can. Amen. High five somebody else and say it with a little bit more conviction, God can. can. Amen. As I previously stated, uh, this year it seems that the word vision has come to the front line of most churches due to the fact that 2020 means perfect vision. I've seen a lot of slogans, I've seen a lot of themes, I've seen a lot of banners, I've seen a lot of social media releases with these sayings that, you know, run with the vision or this is going to be a year of perfect vision or this is going to be a year of 2020 vision. And as the Lord begin to deal with me with what I'm going to preach to you today, Begin to look at some historical references where men that had a vision of something that was greater than themselves allowed that vision to go beyond them and to mean more to them than anything else in this present world. In that search, I began to find what I'm going to present to you, and it was the founding of the country of America. The very beginning of this foundation, it was simply a vision that people had, that brothers in arms felt that this is a vision that must be birthed. The nation was born on a pledge by 56 men. By signing the Declaration of Independence, these 56 men felt that freedom and liberty were things worth fighting for. And if necessary, even dying for of the 56 men that signed this piece of paper, it would be a forever changing point of history. They mutually pledged to one another that we are going to give our lives, our fortune and our honor. Thomas Jefferson, one of the youngest, to sign the declaration. A young man of only 33 years separated himself for 17 days into the ultimate privacy. Then he stepped forward to deliver the greatest document of the America's political and social freedom that has been written. King George III denounced these 56 men who signed the document as traitors against England and made sure that word got out to New England that when these 56 men were caught, they would perish by hanging. And all for what? A vision. Carter Braxton of Virginia, who was a wealthy planner and trader, saw his ship swept away to sea to pay his debts. He lost his home, his properties, and died begging in rags. And all for what? A vision. Thomas Lynch, Jr., who also made that pledge, was a third-generation rice farmer. He was an aristocrat. He owned a very large plantation, but after he signed that declaration that was first read on the 4th of July, 1776, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, his health failed him, and he and his wife set sail to France to never be heard of again. Thomas McKean of Delaware was so harassed by the enemy. He was forced to move his family five times in five months. He served Congress without pay and his family lived in poverty. His family lived in hiding as vagabonds and as fugitives. But for him, history says, this was a small cost for what? A vision. Thomas Nelson Jr. of Virginia raised $2 million on his own signature to secure the provision for the new nation. After the war, he was personally paid back the loans to the French. His own estate was washed out, and he was never reimbursed by the new government. In the final battle, he stood... For York, he stood shoulder to shoulder with General George Washington and screamed, General Washington, fire on my home. Burn it to the ground. For once and for all, let York and Cornwallis be defeated. I have given my all, my pledge, my honor, my freedom, and my liberty. He died in bankruptcy and was never able to make a happy life for himself. And all for what, everybody say, a vision. The British captured the home of Francis Lewis. He had his home and everything he owned destroyed. His wife was put into prison. She died a few months after. Richard Stockton signed this great pledge. He was captured and very wrongly mistreated and all for what? A vision. Lewis Morris saw his land and his family captured and his land completely destroyed. John Harden was driven from his wife's bedside when she lied dying. Their 13 children fled in all different directions. His fields and mills were laid to waste uh, and he lived uh, for more than a year in the forest and in caves. He lived as a vagabond and when he came home, he found that his 13 children were to forever be lost for him and all for what? a vision. John Hancock with his sweeping signature signed this document. He was one of the wealthiest men of New England. He stood outside of Boston and screamed, burn Boston, burn Boston, burn. If it cost me everything I've got, I would rather die a free man and in poverty than a wealthy man that is enslaved by the royal crown and all for what? A vision. I present to you today these 56 men signed this document because they had an understanding. We have a vision of something that is greater than our current situation, that is further than what we live in right now. And they were willing to die by their sweeping signatures and all for what? A vision. A vision. These men, these founders of America, had nothing but a vision of freedom. If you begin to look in my text, you find a man of God, which comes from what I believe would be a pastor's point of view. He says, I go up into a high place. I stand upon my watch to see what he will say unto me. It would appear that this man of God knew that for these people to have any type of future, there has to be be one main thing a vision from one location and that is God this man this watchman ascended into the high places and understood the necessity of coming down to the people and saying I've heard from God I have a vision and I'm gonna write it and make it plain There's something special about a watchman or a pastor that is willing to ascend into the high places and get a word from God for his people. If you look, it was in the days of Eli that there was no open vision. It was in 1 Samuel 3 and 1, and the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. This was a sad day to the world. But I believe it's also a misconception how we read it often. Because when you look at there was no open vision. It wasn't that God had ceased speaking. It wasn't that God had ceased giving the word to a man. It's that there wasn't a carrier of the word. I want to stop here for just a moment. And I want to echo as loudly as I can what has been birthed into my spirit. There is nothing more important in a world as christ Crazy as ours is right now with all the chaos and the confusion as it is to have a man of God that will come to a pulpit and say I've been in the high places and I've heard from a man named Jesus and I'm coming down to this pulpit to say thus saith the Lord the world wants to weaken the word of a man of God that's willing to still preach the Bible but there's one young man that says preach to me preacher Say what the Lord is saying so that I can be saved. It was in the days of Eli that there was no open vision. There was no carrier of the word. The voice of the man of God has never been so attacked like it is right now. The world doesn't want to hear a preacher say, right is still right and wrong is still wrong. Sin is still sin and what is not sin is still not sin. They don't want to hear a preacher say, come out from the world and be separate. They don't want to hear a preacher say, it still takes Acts 2.38 to be saved you still must be baptized in the name of Jesus you still must be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost but beyond that you must come out from the world and you must try to live your best for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords Proverbs 29, 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. I want to say this for just a moment. The vision is the vehicle, but the law is the guardrail to keep the vehicle on the road. We can't have all vision and no law, and we can't have all law and no vision. But when you get a man of God that says, I heard what the Lord says, and he steps up to the pulpit and says, Young man, here's the word of the Lord. And this is what we're going to do to watch it fulfilled. I thank God that in 2020, that there are men of God like your pastor that will come to a pulpit and say, I've been in the high places. I've heard what the Lord has been saying. (laughs) Law without vision produces a dictatorship of broken people without a future. But vision without law produces chaos of somebody that can't stay on the road. But when you have vision and you have law, you have the ability to stay on the road and fulfill the vision. We can't have all vision and we can't have all law. But when you get that perfect medium and you get going on the road, you can understand one thing. I've written down what the word of the Lord is. And I've been doing this and doing that. And I'm going to make it to my destination. We need vision and we need law. We need a watchman and we need his word. We need a watchman and we need his word we need a watchman and we need his word. When a man of God, when he's willing to write the vision and he's willing to make it plain. It was in my text. He said this. Uh, he said, I'm going to write the vision and I'm going to make it plain. And when I get done, I'm going to hand it off to somebody and I'm going to say run with the vision. The run is the singular command of the moment. Uh, but he said, and he that readeth uh, ETH, uh, the suffix that means continually. Uh, so what is he trying to say? Uh, he's saying, although uh, it seems like uh, it may not come right when we want it, uh, there's an appointed time uh, and if you can understand this one thing, uh, I'm going to have the vision in this hand uh, and I'm going to be running uh, like I've never ran and I'm not going to get weary in my season uh, because I understand one thing, uh, while I'm on the journey with the vision, uh, if I ever get weary, uh, I know I can't stop running, but i tell you what I can do, uh, I can reference the vision, Uh, revival is still for the 21st century apostolic church how do i know because i've been referencing some visions of the men that have preached it How do I know? Because uh, I understand one thing. Uh, I may have been running for a while with my vision, uh, but I've written it down uh, and I know I can't stop running, uh, but I can steep re- keep referencing the vision uh, for my sustainment on the journey. Uh, I know that apostolic revival is still what God has promised this church. How do I know? Uh, I've been referencing the vision. Uh, I know that there's a revival of prodigals uh, for this church. How do I know? I've been referencing the vision. Uh, i still know that the gifts of the spirit are at work Uh, today right now how do I know I've been referencing the vision Uh, I may get weary but I'm gonna keep reading Uh, I may get tired but I'm gonna keep reading the vision there's never a cease to stop reading the vision but there is a singular command please don't stop running This is what I felt in my Holy Ghost as I begin to get ready for this service. Abraham went through a whole lot, but he had a vision. He stumbled at times. He failed at times. He made mistakes at times, but he kept referencing the vision. I'm gonna have a seed that is as the stars or is as the sand. Hey, Joseph, why are you still hanging on in that pit? Because I understand one thing. Hey, I've got a vision. Hey, Joseph, why are you still hanging on in that prison? Because I've been referencing the vision. Hey, Joseph, why are you still hanging on to the temptation of Potiphar's wife? I've been referencing the vision. Hey, Joseph, why are you hanging on? Because I understand if I can just sustain myself with the word. It may not have come to pass yet, uh, but the vision is still plain. Uh, young men, it may not have come to pass yet, uh, but the vision is still plain. Uh, come on, somebody, we got to get a fresh revelation. Uh, there's power in the Word of God. Uh, the grass may wither, the flower may fade, but this Word is settled. Uh, Lord spoke to my spirit and And this is just what he told me to say today. And if I'm off, your pastor can take the mic and I'll sit down because I'm in submission to him and his church. But I'll tell you what I heard. I'll tell you what I heard is that there's been some people at CCC that have not been weary in the well-doing and you've kept on through the journey and the echo of the almighty that I feel in my heart today is your due season is not another day, but it's here. There's water. Waters of revival that are bringing your promise. There are waters of revival that are bringing what God told you He would bring. You don't understand, young man. I've been praying for a while about this thing. I know you have. But you've been reading the vision. And you haven't let go of the vision. And you stayed on the journey. Even when it wasn't easy. Even when your health was attacked. Even when your family was attacked. But you had hold of a promise from God. You had hold of a word from God. You had hold of a mighty revival. You had hold of your sons and your daughters are coming home. You had hold of the mighty wind of the Holy Ghost that's going to blow through this place. How do I know it's going to happen? Because I've been reading the vision and I haven't seized in my journey with the running. We often quote the scripture of the prophet when he was up on the mountain with his servant, and we say, I hear the sound of rain. But that's not what he said, Brother Woodward. He said, There is a sound. Not, I can hear it off in the distance. But he said, Servant, there's a sound of rain in the atmosphere. There is a sound. And this is what he did. Judah, man, it's so great to see you. Will you come up here and help me real quick? Me and this man connected about four years ago in the Philippines. And we connected again in Canada. It's good to see you, man. This is what the prophet did. He said, servant, he said, let me tell you something. There's a sound of rain. All right, there's a sound of rain. But the, but the sky, it doesn't show any rain. Mm-hmm. That's what he, I imagine the dialogue kind of went a little like this. But the sky shows not even anything in sight. But there is a sound of rain. But I don't see a moisture in the air. You know, I've heard some people say my bones hurt. Well, you know, when I feel like it's going to rain, you know, anybody. I don't have that problem yet. But you know, it's. A, My grandpa would tell me, I can feel it in my bones. It's going to rain today. And the forecast wouldn't even show it. And I'd be like, well, I'm going fishing. And I'd be out there and get soaked. And this is what he said. There is a sound from rain. I can feel it in my bones. But but I don't see anything right now. And this is what the prophet did. He wrote the vision. And he made it plain. And he handed it to the servant. He said, go tell me what you see yonder way. And the servant ran up, and he came back, and he said, "You're wrong. I don't see anything." Yeah. He said, "Go again." And the Bible said he went, and he come back, and I imagine this time he was out of breath. <sighs> I still don't see a thing up there. And the Bible said he went up seven times. But on that seventh time, he come back with a little different report of what he saw in the sky. Because he understood something. The prophet said, there is a sound of rain. So when he saw that cloud the size of a man's hand, he said, when I stuck my hand up to block the sun, I accidentally blocked the cloud. But when I looked through, I saw there was something in the horizon. And, uh, that was building up and this is what he said you better get to the king and pray that the rain doesn't stop you before you get there uh, I'm telling you thank you what I feel in the Holy Ghost is uh, there are some old prophecies there are some old words of God there are some things that have been fasted into the DNA of this church and prayed into the atmosphere of this body and you've been saying I don't see it quite yet but there's a prophet and a man of God that's come up and said hey I hear something in the horizon and you've just been running and you've just been running and you're coming here on a Sunday morning and there's a sprinkle in the Atmosphere, you better get to your promise uh, before you get drenched. Uh, I wish somebody would lift your hands right now. Uh, I feel the Holy Ghost rushing into this room. uh, i'm starting to hear uh, a little something building uh, i'm starting to feel a little faith uh, coming to the room uh, elder uh, i know it hasn't happened uh, but don't stop running uh, for the vision is yet for an appointed time uh, young man uh, be the strength of the elder generation uh, and say i'm gonna run beside you and meet that vision uh, i won't let go uh, i won't lose hold I wish every voice uh, would shred in the atmosphere right now. Uh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room so strong. Say you not, there's four months until harvest time. Yeah, look at the field, there's nothing there. Say you not, there's four months. But when I look at the field is what Jesus said. They're white and ripe and they're ready for harvest. I can't see what you see, men of God, but there's a watchman and there's a word. And the watchman's been up in the high places. And he's descended to say, there's a sound of rain. I I can feel it in my bones. I can feel the revival starting to build in the atmosphere I can feel the souls starting to get hungry I can feel the hurting and the broken saying I know there's a place of restoration somewhere in this city I know there's a place where I can take my wounds where I can take my addictions where I can take my hurts where I can take my bitterness and my pain I've taken the blade to my wrist and I don't know where to go with it and God God saying there's a place right here in Fredericton, New Brunswick. CCC, see, see, see. I hear the sound. Yes, yes. Harold, would you lift your hands? I feel something moving into the Holy, moving into this room right now. Rasho tolah handa we're going to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. This ain't about somebody finishing a message today. I feel that God is wanting to speak to some people that's been running with the vision. If you're hurting and broken in this place and you don't know where to go, there's a place that's been preparing itself for you here today. I know the world is unfair. I know friends and family don't treat you like you think you ought to be treated. And everybody else has given up on you. But there's a place right here in this body that's We've been preparing for you. We've been praying for you. Child of the Most High God, can't you hear the sound? I feel the Holy Ghost in this room. Somebody's gonna leave here empowered uh, to not let go of the word. Uh, there's some people in this place. Uh, you need to go home uh, and open some chester drawers uh, and pull out some prophetic words uh, that you wrote down years uh, and years ago. Uh, and you need to dust the dust off of them uh, and say, I remember uh, when the Holy Ghost spoke it to me. Uh, I remember uh, when the Lord. It's a year of vision. It's a year of prosperity. It's a year of the church. Let's have apostolic, genuine revival. Let's have revival like we've never had it. Let's have it. Why? I hear the sound. Stand with me all across the house. Randolo Bohosha, Hiataraha, Yeleheo Shatala Baha, Mandoriatolo, Siatolo Boho, Hiandolo Boho Sataha. Ah, see, 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 I hear it there is a sound there is a sound and it may be small in the distance right now but you better get to your promise before the rain beats you there cause you may be trudging through some mud to get to where you need to go hurray lift your hands right now before we come to the front there's something that wants to flow out of us right here right now would you let your voice go Would you just let there be an eruption of that apostolic authority in this room today? Would you let the enemy know? I know you put a stumbling block on the road, but you couldn't keep me down. And I'm here but by the grace of God. I'm not here by the enemy's devices and his mercy. God kept me on this road, and I never let go of the vision. I never let go of the word. Come on, lift your voices. There's something moving in the atmosphere. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're here today and you're physically able to come to the front, I'm asking you to make your way to this altar. There are some due seasons that are in this room today because you did not faint on the journey. There are some due seasons of some things that have been sought after and prayed for that I feel that are in the room to be grabbed today because you didn't faint along the journey you just kept running and sustaining yourself with the possibility of the promise from God come on, there's room I understand if you can't make it, but if you can I'm asking you, there's plenty of room in the front I promise I won't sweat on you come on, that's it that's it, that's it If you're a seasoned apostolic believer, I wish your hands would go to heaven right now and I wish you would let such an apostolic authority of prayer go into the atmosphere that would seal the word and you would say I know it's for this day I'm not waiting another year for it I'm not waiting God said it's today I've held on to the vision for long enough it's coming I firmly believe under the anointing of the Holy Ghost there will be things fulfilled before you leave this altar today there will be things that come to pass before you pull into your driveway lift your hands and lift your voices unto heaven Come on, come on, like you see the cloud in the atmosphere. Pray like you see it uh, just in the distance to be able to grab. Pray like you see it uh, where it's right there. uh, And you're going to wrap your hands around that cloud uh, and say, this is my promise, oh God. My babies are coming home. My prophecy will come to pass. Come on, that's it. Lift your voices. Please, church, can we lift our voices right now? Come on, just lift it in a Holy Ghost prayer. If you don't know what to pray, I challenge you just to begin to say in the name of Jesus, God's about to fill some people with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. It will come to pass. Come on, it will come to pass. Come on, let the gifts of the Spirit be released into this place right now. I wish somebody would go leak up and pray with somebody. Bear ye one another's burdens right now. Come on, that's it. Come on, lift your voices just one more level now. Come on, just turn the knob by one. Just turn the decibel level up by one in this room. Come on. There is a sound. There is a sound. There is boho shata.